took the draft order. So, this is how we're gonna do it. I spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into it, got very excited. So, that'll go over there. This Everyone is on the count of three, put your hand in, pull out a piece of paper. Here we go, one, two, three. Oh, wow. There it this is. This is really exciting. Number oh, four. Number six. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Tim Brady, mother Congratulations. But that is not where you're going to be drafting. See the kids over there? The kid with your number is your kid. Where they finish in the race is where you draft. Huh, bitches? You, you didn't even pick your own child. That's good because she's not that fast. Dynasty, Debbie, Redraft, DFS, and Betty. Gridiron Fantasy Show has got you covered. Featuring my guys, Paul Edgington and... Derek Cook. Take it away, boys. Welcome in to this week's episode of the Gridiron Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Paul Edgerton, joined by my trusty sidekick, Derek Cook. Derek, how are you doing on this fine Thursday evening? I'm doing pretty good. We are getting started at a pretty marvelous time. I am sitting here drinking a cherry limeade ghost, and I can tell you right now I am getting buzzed. Not in an alcoholic way, but buzzed in an energy way. My spirits are lifting. I'm feeling good. I hear you've got big plans this weekend, but how was your day, and are you looking forward to the weekend? Oh, yeah, it's going to be a good weekend, I hope, going on a little family road trip down to North Carolina. We'll be uh, relocating there in the next couple of months, so I'm going to scout out the area we're looking at, hopefully view a couple of homes, get a leg up before we move down there in a couple of months, so be a nice little seven, eight-hour road trip with the wife and the three kids. Nice little so. family vacay slash scout session. Yeah, I'll be most definitely having my AirPods in since I will be driving. Don't want to listen to the kids argue and bitch back and forth and get yelled at. So I'm going to make sure I have all my AirPods charged up and ready to go. That's right. Being a father ain't for everyone, but God damn it, we do it. We do it well. Yeah, we're, we're stuck with it now. <laughs> choices, far. choices and decisions and we made them. But uh, safe travels for sure. We talk every day, but... I'm happy, man. I'm happy for you. I'm going to miss you for sure. We'll have to get get good on this recording remotely. We're not doing it now because we're still only eight minutes away. So but Take advantage of it while we can, apparently. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. I know. Recording remotely has been a journey so far. It has. I feel like we take like two, three steps forward and then ten, ten steps back. It's, it's a struggle sometimes. We'll get there. Got to find the right website. Seems to be the key. Yeah, let's let's plug that. If anybody knows of any good podcast hosting websites, let us know because we've tried Podcastle, Riverside, Squad, Squad FM, I think. Yeah, and we we don't really have a particular favorite. No, our issue seems to be we can't use our damn mics with any of them for some reason. They don't yeah. work. We gotta <clears throat> we gotta use plug the old in our Xbox. gaming headsets. We gotta use the old Xbox mics. That's right. So the audio quality isn't the best, but. Um, we'll we'll figure it out if you guys have suggestions we would greatly appreciate it yeah absolutely shoot it our way on twitter you can hit up myself at gump 7285 Derek D underscore K-O-C-H 93 or of course the podcast page that we're both on is uh, gridiron underscore F-S 
you know any suggestions, use it yourself, have any type of feedback, feel free to shoot us a message, DM, whatever. Yeah, just just let us know. We're down for anything. Great Twitter plug. I like it. Nice and early. <laughs> right. We'll do it again here in about an hour and a half, but ready for the meat and potatoes? Well, meat and potatoes, that's what we're here for. That's, that's what we provide. Meat and potato men. Call us the pilgrims. That's right. But this, we're going back to old format a little bit for this week. There's just so much shit to talk about in the fantasy football world <laughs> currently that we're going back to our old format. This will be our Debbie portion of this week's content. And then we'll do a separate episode for Dynasty going over all the news and notes from the NFL and the opening week of the legal tampering period. But it is also mock draft week here on the Gridiron Fantasy Show, so we'll bring to you a Debbie mock on this episode. And we'll just kick it off with that. Yeah, my, my favorite episode of the month, normally. Oh, I love it. It takes it gives us a nice little activity through the week, too, to... Not, Keep the, the thoughts and ideas flowing all week and not, doing a mock draft together. Not too much thinking, and we can sit there and, uh, you know, use, uh, shit, what is it? Uh, what's the website we use? Uh, uh, Dynasty Nerds? Do our oh, f- the film room? The film room. Yes, yes. So we can do this because it's doesn't take much thought and still do our, our Devi video review and stuff, so. Absolutely. If you're not a part of uh, Dynasty Nerds and the Nerd Herd, they have an excellent film room, uh, film cut-ups that they they do of all 22 films of a whole host of different players, almost anybody you can think of. And it's every time that player's on the field, right? Yes, it is only when that player's on the field, whether it's if it's a running back, whether it's a pass blocker going out for a, a pass, sorry, receiving route, whether he gets the ball or not. That player's on the field. It is in the film, so you also get a look at their other... It's not just the catches. It's other plays where they might not be involved, but you can still see what they do every play. Exactly. It's not a quote-unquote highlight tape. It's just a game film of when they're on the field, you can see if they're good in pass blocking, run Ten- blocking, Tendencies, whatever. how they create separation. It's 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 great tools. Shout-out to those guys. They do yeah, a fantastic so job. If you're not a part of it, highly recommend one of my favorite tools and websites out there for Dynasty usage. It's, it's only, only a couple dollars a month. It's the only tool I use for film review. Yeah, it's easily Unless accessible. Unless I'm looking for highlights. Yeah. That's YouTube. Easily accessible. They've recently updated their website. It looks fucking fantastic. And I hear they're working on a whole lot more over there coming out. So. Yeah, they're uh, Dynasty GM 2.0. 2.0. I've been waiting on it since the expo. Last uh, year. Yeah, of course. Understand with things like that. There's always hiccups, roadblocks, obstacles. But I cannot wait for it with what they teased at the expo to us. It's going to be fantastic. I'm just excited to have a standalone app. Yeah, that'll be great. So, I'm excited for it. The Dynasty GM right now is already my favorite tool in the Dynasty community or world that's out there that we can use. It's only going to get better with everything they were talking about. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. We'll move on to the meat and potatoes. To the Debbie Mock. Third time's a charm. Yeah, I'll go ahead and let everyone guess who the 101 is. I, I made this pick, but I didn't make this pick because I was at work. Paul picked it for me, but it's a pretty obvious 101, Caleb Williams. It's safe to say we can pencil that one in. Same thing with 102, really. Marvin Harrison. So the draft starts at 103, really, in our minds. Pretty much. Sort um, of. Might be a bit of a shock, but Nick with Singleton. Maybe not a shock, but maybe last, last time I think Drake May was here. But yeah. Nick yeah. Singleton, I love it. 
Yes, that was your pick. You sniped me. That's mm-hmm. who I wanted at 104. We are actually just now beginning. I know we've done mocks before, but my dumbass would always erase our board when we do a new one. So I haven't kept track of our ADP. But I did make a separate ADP doc to keep track of all this information. I've already put all this in there. So next month, it'll be nice to see, actually on paper, where exactly these guys went the previous month. Right. Instead of us and this trying is to remember. Also, the first time we've done a five-round mock. They've all been three rounds, too. So I think our data should start here. Because mm-hmm. when we were doing three-round mocks, we might have done a little bit differently draft strategy-wise. Because three to five, I get, like, you should always take the best, the BPA. But you're not going to because there's only three rounds. You want to take that up shot on the high upside at the end if that's your last chance of the draft. I know I did. So I know, I know. Some questionable ones out there. But we're going to start keeping track of that every month. Well, yeah. you know who didn't go in this draft? The guy that you're, you were putting your flag down for. Which one's that? It's Bo. Yeah, he was on He was in my queue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, sure. but again, if you look at some of the fourth and fifth round picks I made... Young, that's, high upside. That, it's that's what I mean. It's it's hard, to, but I know that in one of these mocks you took Bonix and they were only third round. So we both do it. Yeah, You're yeah. everybody's going to do it. Five rounds, you have the chance to take a shot on some of them guys, them them young guys that are just coming in. Whereas Bonix established himself a good college quarterback. He's just not the fun pick. No, he's not. Not yet until he gets going next season. Then he'll. He'll make an appearance on these right. mocks, trust me. About, right. About well, eight weeks into the season, when he's a top three Heisman candidate guy, you'll be like, flag is down, Baker Mayfield. Huh. Put it back where it was from last season. Right. But, 103, again, Nick Singleton. Stud, great pick. Love it. So that forced me to take my other favorite running back currently, Raheem Rocket Sanders at 104. I think it's a good pick. Like you said, probably going to be RB1 on the 24 class, depending on how good of a year Travion has. Speaking of, he may or may not be lower or higher than what he was last time. Mm. Um, but at 105, I took Drake May. Pretty simple, second quarterback off the board. 105, again, Caleb Williams in a tier of his own. I've got Drake May and Quinn tier two, and then there's a tier break after that. Yeah, I'm with you there. That's exactly how my rankings are set up as well. And if you need a reminder, these are all of our mock drafts are super flex, tight end premium. Yes. PPR, even though we ourselves we play tiered PPR, but there's not a discernible difference really between tiered and non tiered, especially when you have tight end premium. So it just it is what it is. So with that being said, 106, I took the man beast Brock Bowers. I think this is the highest we've taken him possible. I can I see know. him going about the top four in rookie drafts next year. Oh, absolutely. Especially so. in a tight end premium league. Um, I think Brock Bowers has the potential to come in and be a top three tight end year one. Absolutely. Depending on who he, where he goes. But. And then for Brock Bowers, you went back to the quarterback well with figured, not so golden mullet anymore. I figured why not. Quinn Ewers, um, I don't know how I feel about him a whole hell of a lot yet, but I have, I, I take that back. He didn't produce like we were hoping he would last year. Really, that was his first season starting. I get that he was a, a true sophomore, redshirt freshman, whatever he was classified as. But this will be um, year three in college, really only two years removed from high school. I think he has a breakout season this year, especially with some of the weapons he's he's got now. Yeah, I was listening to um, the Debbie debate. 
recently with uh, Felix Sharp, Matt Bruning from Campus to Canton. If you know Matt Bruning, you know he's a huge, huge Quinn Ewers stand. But uh, he was talking and was hyping him up, thinking he might have a Heisman candidate type of season. And I tend to agree with him. I could see that from Quinn this year, especially with, I know they lost Bijan, but with some of the weapons coming back and weapons that have been added, such as Jonte Cook, freshman wide receiver, looks really good. Jadon Blues, an excellent running back. Cedric Baxter Jr. looks to be very talented as well. Yeah, you guys already know how we feel about Baxter Jr., so. And Jatavion Sanders, of course, and the, the Xavier Worthy. I mean, right. I could easily Adani see him Mitchell being up there. coming in. I mean, he's he's going to have a handful of mouths to feed. Um, this team's not going to be able to rely on that rock of Bijan because obviously he's gone. So the production and success of this offense and team is going to be solely on Quinn Ewer's Quinn shoulder. That will be a fact. And then we'll move on to 108. I took Quinshawn Jukins. And then you went back once again to the fucking quarterbacks with Drew Aller. I love Drew Aller, man. I'm, that's... That, that's my Bo Nix. I'm putting my flag down on Drew Aller. But it'd be a very tall flag. It's fucking six foot six flag. There you go. <laughs> six flags. And then I took your boy, Emeka Igbuka, who is my wide receiver two in the 24 class. The more I see of him, the more I love him. He is a souped up JSN. I think he's going to be better than Jason. I, I agree with you. I don't, I mean, to, to add on to what you just said, he's also my wide receiver, too, not just in 24 overall. Um, exactly like you said, he can do everything JSN did, but I think better. He's a little bit uh, stockier build than JSN, so I feel like he can uh, withstand some of the, the hits over the middle that he'll probably end up getting in the, once he gets to the NFL. And I also think he's a, a quite a bit faster than JSN. Oh, absolutely faster. JSN may be the only thing better that he has going for him is maybe his route running. But it's, Abuka's no slouch in that either. And Abeka, to me, is a way better kick returner and punt returner. So, Well, it's just so for his sake, he has uh, sturdier hamstrings than JSN. And knock on wood. But um, we'll, we'll stay at this Ohio State well. Unfortunately. Men- mentioned it earlier. It's probably a bit of a, a hot take, but... Travion Henderson at 111. I feel like that's a little bit low, personally. Um, I'm surprised he fell this far. Again, I'm, we're going to keep saying it, prospect fatigue. So uh, I, I think he's uber-talented. Currently, my 24 RB1, but could be taken over by Raheem Sanders for sure. Um, we'll just see how he looks coming out and if he's healthy. I'm sure there's a consensus in the community out there for Debbie or hell, even Dynasty, everyone knows about Travion. I'm sure he is most people's RB1. Clear, cut, and dry, especially if you're not really into Debbie or you don't watch much college football, you probably don't know Raheem Sanders or know too much about him, but you will, and you will see why we've been hyping him up for months and months. Raheem Sanders is going to test extremely well if he participates in the combine. Regardless, he'll have a good pro day if not, but he's he's fucking fast. And you know, Travion... When we were doing this, we were texting like, oh, shit, 111, really? Yeah. But then when you look at the board before him, I'm perfectly I mean, fine taking everybody else over him. No, I'm not looking back like, oh, shit, should have taken him instead of this person. No, absolutely. I mean, really, the only ones that may be different was Igbuka and Drew Aller. 
maybe. That's only I, two spots. That's only two spots, right? I can, I can get down with Krishan Judkins, uh, Quinn Ewers. I'd take Quinn Ewers. Brock Bowers definitely take Brock Drake May. Yeah, I mean, Travion here is not terrible. It might, I think it's a bit of a hot hot take in the community probably, but I, I can justify this. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not. It's not like y'all are fucking stupid. It's. It is what it is. In a month, he may be back up there in the 106 to 104 range. So, See how we're feeling next month, huh? Right. It, dude, if we did this tomorrow, it would be different. I mean, it, it's this is... Every day, this will change. There's just so many Debbie players out there, especially this time of the year. Who were hot and cold on that particular day. It it could all change. Yeah. Nice. 112, we rounded out the first round with uh, Braylon Allen, another 24 running back. And then we kicked it off in the second round with Luther Burden. And then these next two picks I want to get into a little bit. You took Cam Ward at 202. Mm -hmm. I took Shadur Sanders at 203. Similar profiles, very good performers on the FCS level, transferring up to uh, Power 5 school. Both happen to be in the Pac-12. Cam Ward last year, some people think he looked bad or looked mediocre. I tend to disagree. I think he looked pretty good for his first season at the FBS level, considering it's fucking Washington State and his weapons are extremely limited. I think he had a good showing and showed what he can do on the field. His stats weren't the best, but they weren't the worst either. He didn't, didn't go out there and throw 25 fucking interceptions and have a bunch of bad reads or overthrows. I feel like he had a Anthony, Richard S- Anthony Richardson-esque season in Washington State. Obviously, a, a lot weaker conference against a lot weaker opponents, but also with a lot less weapons. Anthony Richardson had talent around him. Um, personally, I know we both are huge Cam Ward fans. I'm also a big Shadur Sanders fan. It was a coin flip for me between Cam Ward and Shadur Sanders. I'm glad we took them back-to-back, to be completely frank. Uh, Just so I think to be Cam, that way. Cam Ward, to me, got a little bit of the nod because this will be year two at the D1 level. You know, we'll see. Maybe he progress, progress, processes defenses faster. Shutter Sanders. I, I think he'll have a better team around him because uh, Dion seems to be doing prime shit. But I'm excited for both these guys. I I wouldn't be surprised if you know Caleb Williams is going to be QB one period. But both of these guys could be QB two, QB three next year. Yeah, they have the potential. They could easily. They both have their raw prospects, I guess you could say. Right. I think they both test extremely well, and really the big thing is going to be the eye test this year. Yeah, I'm pulling up Cam Ward's stats, just a little bit of comparison from last season to his last season at the FCS level. Completion percentage is damn near exactly the same, less than half a percentage difference. Where was he at, like 61%? 65 Oh, even better than I thought. So, not terrible whatsoever. Of course, yardage, he was at 3,200 last year. It's about 1,400 less than the previous year. Touchdowns, 23 last year at 47 at the FCS level. And But here's the really important one to me, I guess. Interceptions. He had 10 at the FCS level. He had 9 last year. Right. So if he, he was this gunslinger that doesn't know how to read defenses, that's careless with the ball... Wouldn't you think he'd have more interceptions in a Power 5 conference compared to the FCS? You would think. Um, I think you're 
the people with their analytic backgrounds and stuff are looking at TD interception ratio. And obviously that went down because his touchdown significantly went down. But when you jump up from the FCS level to a D1 football, um, like you said, your your opponents are a lot better. They, It's D1 football. You're, you're playing the best of the best. Um, throwing less interceptions and still throwing, would you say, 23? 23. Yeah, that's 23 to 9. That's that's not fucking bad. That's like... No, 3,200 yards, 22 two, touchdowns. That's 2.6 to 1 TD interception ratio. That's, mm-hmm. That is not bad. And it, with a 65% completion percentage, I'd like to know what, how many passes dropped he had. So... I'm sure um, this team quite a few. That's what I'm saying. So you could probably say, uh, like an adjusted completion percentage is probably closer to seventy. So he also had five rushing touchdowns. So he does give you something on the ground. He has the ability to run. Right. He just hasn't until Washington State. And then looking back at um, just their schedule last season, he went on the road in a second game and beat Wisconsin at Camp Randall. Lost by three to Oregon, who we know what they did after they lost to Georgia. They just steamrolled most of the season. Right. Uh, They lost by 16 to USC. I'm Uh, sure USC was favored by more. Should have been a playoff team. Yep. Oregon State, very good team, 14. Lost. Lost, yep. Yeah. Lost to Utah by four. Pac-12 champ. Yep. And then they lost in the Apple Cup to Washington by 18. But they were there on the last couple of possessions and had a late turnover. Right. That's what I mean. So playing very good teams, losing by two possessions. Competitive games. It's not like they were ever entirely out of the game. So they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. So they've been. They were competitive last year in most games. Right. And I would tend to think a lot of that was due to what Cam Ward was doing. Yeah. So hopefully, unfortunately, I guess for him, I saw he was blindsided by his uh, head coach from the FCS level, came with him to Washington State as the offensive coordinator. Then he bolted to take the head coaching job in North Texas. Right. From what I saw, he did, had no idea that was going on or happening until it happened. So maybe he'll grow a little bit more as a player with a new coordinator and a learning, new coach. Probably learning a new playbook and the whole nine yards, which which is good because coming out, he'll have to learn a new playbook again. So mm-hmm. um, he's one to keep your eyes on because – it's all going to be different from this year. He's going to have to be. He's going to be out of his comfort zone, running a new scheme. You get where I'm going. So, so I can't wait to see it. Yeah. He's also six two, two twenty, so he does have the size. He's got that. Not comparing to Patrick Mahomes, so Lord, please don't say that. But he's got Patrick Mahomes type tra- type traits right. with dropping the arm angle and all the different angles he can throw the ball from. So no, he's. I, I, I think he's going to be really good in the NFL. I think he's going to be a starter at some point. If he's not a first-round pick next year, he had first-round pick buzz at times through this season. Or sorry, this last season. I think he'll be a first-round pick next season. I'm 100% with you on that one. Um, again, kind of relating him to Anthony Richardson, um, who, who both realistically had roller coaster seasons this year, but I feel like Cam Ward was a lot less up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for Cam Ward, like you said, that basically can make every throw, changes arm angles. I feel like that's something that's becoming really prominent in a lot of these college quarterbacks nowadays. I know that, like, Patrick Mahomes kind of made that his thing, but then you've seen, like, Lamar do it. I mean, it's it's becoming a lot more prominent. It's another tool in the toolbox, and kids are doing it. Yeah, he's got lots of tools in there. He's going to need a new toolbox here soon. Yeah, he's running out of room. Uh, same thing with Stur Sanders. 
Very, very good quarterback. Overlooked because of playing at Jackson State. He's going to show out this year. I have no doubt about that. I just think the knock on him is going to be he's Deion's son. And going into the NFL, I think that's what it's going to be. It's Deion's son, so how good is he really? Right. Even though he's at a Power 5 school, and for, for me, he's going to blow up. But I think that, that will always be surrounding him as he played for his daddy, being played his, for a small school. Being in his dad's shadows. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. When I when I first started looking at Shudder Sanders, I, that was where I was at with it. I was like, oh, it's primetime son. He can't be that good. Um, and he's, grow, he's grown tenfold on me, I think. I know I say it all the time, but literally has every tool in the toolbox. He can make any throw. He can make any play. He can do shit that shouldn't be done on the ground. He's And overall, he is a well-rounded quarterback, and I could see him being a top-ten quarterback in the league. That's a little bit of a hot take there, huh? Possibly. You can just burn my eyebrows off of that one. Fuck, I don't even know if I'd go that far. I like me some Shitter Sanders, my man. But hey, kudos to you for having the weighbills to say it. Balls to the floor, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's about time to pick those puppies back up. Let's a, move on. I need a wheelbarrow for this. But speaking of a wheelbarrow of a man, Jatavian Sanders. Yes. Went at the 204. Xavier Worthy. Your man crush, Will Shipley. I got to stick with that, man. And then, Barry and Brown. Quickly, very quickly, becoming a top five wide receiver for me and Debbie. You liking him now? Oh, I love him. I loved him last year. I remember we were doing a C2C, and I talked to you about him. You're like, fuck, I don't know who that is. I sent you some shit, and you're like, oh, draft him. And then come to find out, he's taking a couple rounds earlier. It's like, fuck. But he did put on, I think, 10 to 15 pounds, I saw reported. So bulking up just a little bit for those SEC defenses. Very fast. Playmaker. I love him. He does have terrible size. I'll have to look it up real fast to get the exact measurements. I think he's 5'11 in 205. Or no, 217 now, I think. Yeah, I mean, ESPN says 6'1", 166. I'm thinking of somebody else. So but if he's put on 15 pounds, that's probably not updated. He's probably 180. Yeah, that one, that's definitely not updated for sure. But over six foot, you know, 180 on the I'd safe side. S- I'd still like to see him put on about another 10, 15 pounds. Yeah, but very well could. If you watch his game tape, he's not he's not a little guy. He's no. built. Right. So he's quickly rising up into the top five for me. I love him. What I think a lot of people tend to forget is uh, Devontae Smith was 6'1", I think 170 pound at the combine. Mm-hmm. So It can be done. It can be, right. And he looks bigger than Devontae Smith. Right, so. Even weighing less. Keep that in mind. And then we move on. You took your boy, Kyle McCord. Uh, My thought process here is um, I would take either quarterback, Kyle McCord or Devin Brown, whoever the starter is, about in this spot, somewhere mid mid to late second. Right now, Kyle McCord, I think, is the QB1. He's taking the QB, or he's taking the the, the first, first team reps. Sorry. There you go. He's taking the first team reps, so Kyle McCord for me here. I'm with you. About the same range I'd consider him and Devin Brown as well. I took my guy, Donovan Edwards. A little bit of a fall from recent memory. He's usually back into the first, early second. Yeah. So just sliding a little bit. Then uh, 
Troy Franklin. Both love Troy Franklin. Yeah. He, Barry and Brown is my Troy Franklin this season. That wide receiver that I'm falling in love with early on in the process. And I can't wait to see more of him. And then, another interesting receiver that we both like. So he's uh, in a little bit of trouble, I think, a gun charge he caught recently. Malik Neighbors. So naturally, he did fall down the board a little bit. Still think, talent-wise, he could be a top receiver in the 24 class. But we'll see what happens with his legal issues and how everything goes for him. Yeah, Malik Neighbors here, I believe, is a little bit of a fall. He was 206 last... Oh, nope. Exact same spot. Never mind. Interesting. Exact same, I know. Exact same pick. I know he's been drafted higher by us, and he's within the last six blocks, for sure. Absolutely. But then we'll round out the second round with Branson Robinson, running back out of Georgia. He's only going to continue to rise up our mocks, as well as our rankings. Probably the next NFL running back to come out of Georgia. Absolutely. And then you, you son of a bitch, took my guy, J.J. McCarthy. I'm going back to that quarterback well. I think I do it a couple more times here, too. You do? This is a very quarterback-heavy round. Yes. Probably the heaviest one. And then we had Ja'Cory Brooks, wide receiver from Alabama, another prospect fatigue type of guy, I think. Guy that was kind of uh, didn't do what we were expecting him to do last year, Bryce Young's Mm -hmm. last year. But I think this wide receiver room, whether it's one guy or the mix of them, has to step up. So... I think the opportunity is there. Yes. And then Mario Williams. I've seen uh, lots of love-hate for Mario. You love him, you hate him. You think he's good, you think he sucks. There's like no between right now. Yeah, I, I'm. I tend to lean more on the loving type of type of train. Um, he was in all statistical categories. USC's wide receiver one last year for Caleb Williams. Uh, Jordan Addison leading. I think that just opens up more targets for him. So yeah. I think he'll be able to put on a better show this year. They already have that chemistry down. Don't see why not. And you don't have anybody that's ahead of you on the depth chart now, so mm-hmm. I think he'll be able to put all of his, his tools on display. And then 304, another guy that I love, absolutely love, Dante Moore, freshman for UCLA. Yeah, he's your 26 QB1, right? He is, over the Golden Boy Arch. He's coming up, don't worry. Over Malachi Nelson. Which got some interesting tidbits to touch on Malachi here in a little bit. But love Dante Moore. Same thing if this was a real Debbie, real Debbie draft, I'd still be taking him ahead of Arch and right. Malachi Nelson. Absolutely. And I think that portrays in this draft, I think it went Dante, a couple picks Arch, couple picks Malachi Nelson, I believe. Yeah, and then you took, uh, well, you locked up the Penn State backfield, Katron Allen. Why not? I really like Katron Allen. He's a. A good change of pace back, in my opinion, to Nicholas Singleton. I, I think they've got a, a very nice two-headed horse back there. Yeah, we said it a few weeks ago, but I can't wait to watch Penn State play. It's going to be so much fun this year. Oh, yeah. Between, and that's coming from a Michigan or Ohio State fan. Yeah, absolutely. Katron Allen, Nick Singleton, and uh, Drew Aller. I'm excited. Caden Sanders, which I don't know if you mentioned or if I just wasn't listening. They have a freshman tight end coming. That's going to be very exciting. Penn State does fairly well with their tight ends in college, at least. Yeah, they, they, they seem to. The Big Ten's put, in some, put out some pretty good tight ends. So, they'll be fun to watch. Absolutely. Unfortunately for us. And then we went Evan Stewart, and then Arch Manning, right ahead of my pick, Kate Klubnick. I'm 
shit on him plenty of times, but all the reports are very, very positive so far in spring practice. He seems to have improved from last season. Coaches are loving him, so why not take a shot with him? I mean, I don't see why it's a bad idea. It's not a bad idea to take him at 308. It's it's plenty late enough. I just I would rather take Arch Manning, who me to me has a way higher ceiling. But I can see Klubnik here. It's not it's not a bad spot. If I shoot and miss on Klubnik at 308, I'm not gonna be too mad at myself. Especially since you're not waiting that extra year like you would Manning. So yeah. And then we went back with Clemson Tiger, Bo Collins, <clears throat> and Trevor Etienne. And this was a very interesting pick. I, you made this pick actually. So we're gonna put you on the spot, Lorenzo Styles Jr. What's up with that? I just wanted to be a little bit contrarian here and go a little bit outside the the norm of where I would be at at 311. I know I had to scroll down our list a little bit to get Lorenzo Styles, but Just a little bit, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. It, it, it might have been a little bit early. Might be a little bit of a hot take here. Um, but I think, what is it, Drew Pine? Is he still there? He transferred. It'll be Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. from Wake Forest. Okay. I, I think in year two for uh, Marcus Freeman, I feel like Lorenzo Styles has a breakout year this year, man. That and Michael May- Michael Mayer's gone. He's gonna be the guy. He will be. I agree with you there. Just so far, he is. Um, I hate to admit it, cause he's a Columbus Ohio kid. I love him, but he is a one trick pony so far. He is from what we've seen. Yes. So I hope we see some more from him this season. And I think they're gonna have to if Notre Dame wants to find success. So I, I hope yeah. that's the case. We, we can see what all tricks he has in his bag. Notre Dame has a few freshmen. I'm very excited for. Yep. Especially in the wide receiver room as well. But he is obviously the best one. Been the longest, I believe. He's going to be the alpha this year. I think the guys oh, yeah. behind him have higher, way higher ceilings. I think he was the alpha last year as well. Yeah, yeah. It's just... There was, more, there was more talent around him last year too, though. That's true, yeah. So we'll round out the third with Jalen Bilwell. Uh Same concept as the Kyle McCord pick. I think Melrose is going to be the starter. If Ty Simpson is the starter, I'd take him in this place as well. Absolutely. Then back to the Clemson Tigers. Antonio Williams. You took your boy Dallin Hayden, who's growing on me. I really like Dallin Hayden. I feel it forward to. It's it's not a bad shot. And although he, um, him and his father have made it very well known that he's not transferring, I would not be surprised if he does. Yeah, we've heard that all the time. Nope. I transferred staying here, and two weeks later, gone. Has entered the portal. I think he has the talent to go out there and start on ninety-five percent of rosters or teams. He he's extremely talented. He is. Regardless, his shot will, if he doesn't transfer, his shot will come after Travion and Mayan leave. So, either way, he'll he'll get his shot. You at least get one season to prove it. Yeah, which could be a good thing. It's a lot less wear and tear. Could be. And then we went. I went Jadon Blue. Very surprised to see him fall this far. I know in other mocks, not just with you, but other communities, second, third round. It's a little surprised he fell to the fourth on us, but honestly, I was too. Um, this right here is just sole value at four hundred three. Same thing, like you said, late second, mid late second to early third is. Apologies for the interruption. My son decided to come downstairs and had a question about where to put something. But I want, to ba- I want a banana. I want a banana as well. Bananas. Took one like a damn monkey and scampered off back to bed. That's racist. 
that was not racist. <laughs> We've said some things on here that were much worse on accident. The bananas are good. They're full of potassium and the letter K. And I heard they, they do help you sleep. They help you poop, too. Mm, I've heard they can clog you up as well if you eat too many. Yes. It's like coconut water. They can mm. rehydrate you if you drink a little bit of it. If you drink a lot of coconut water, make you shit. I stay away from coconuts and their water, so I did not know that. It's it's like most things. In moderation, they're okay, but a lot, bad. But out of the uh, random rabbit hole, back to the word uh, Jade on Blue. Like previously said, great value here. If I got him in the fourth round of a, re- a real Debbie League, I'd be fucking ecstatic. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. 403 is extremely late. Um, we just took higher risk, younger guys. Ahead of him, I guess. But this yeah. this is... I mean, this is BPA here, easily. Yeah, then BPA for your next pick, like you talked about earlier, Malachi Nelson. I have quite a few more picks here between uh, Arch Manning and Malachi, although I tend to think Malachi and Arch are, back to, to me, back-to-back. Back. Um, to here, again, is great value. Goes to USC, obviously going to sit a year because of Caleb Williams, but goes to the QB Whisperer and Lincoln Riley. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how... Getting a little bit uh, skittish on Malachi, not the player himself, but the crystal ball for 24-7 thinks that Dylan Rayola is going to commit to SC. Is that the guy that decommitted from OSU? Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. So if he Could does be. come to SC... Dylan Rayola will be put here, if that's the case. So it'll be interesting to see Caleb's out, Malachi's there year two, Dylan Rayola comes in. Mm-hmm. What... You know, both two very young, talented, and experienced quarterbacks. Riola is uh, ranked higher, rated higher, whatever you want to call it. It would be interesting to see. That's for sure. Absolutely. I would would tend to think that Malachi, with having a year under his belt, would probably be the starter. But without a doubt, it would be a QB battle. Yeah, we'll touch on Malachi later, too, during the practice note review. So some things that come up about him. And then I took... The very quickly rising wide receiver out of Texas, John T. Cook. And then you, this is a little Texas run here. You took a Donnie Mitchell, the transfer <coughs> wide receiver. We liked him last year at Georgia, and I think he only gets better here. I think Quinn Ewers arguably is a better quarterback than Stetson Bennett. Arguably? Really? Who's arguing that? Nobody. People at Canes? Probably. Because I'm not arguing shit. What, Stetson Bennett. Oh, what do they say? Chuck and chicken, what are you picking? They say lots of different things. Donnie Mitchell, that's what they're picking. Especially here. But yeah, three Texas guys back to back to back. And you took, guy you mentioned earlier, Cedric Cedric Baxter Baxter Jr. Couldn't leave him hanging out there too long. No. I feel like him and Jaden Blue really should be drafted in the same area. Yeah. I really think Baxter's the more talented running back. Just Jadon has the year up on him. Yeah, we've said it several times. I think Cedric Baxter will be the, the lead back about midway through the season. He'll, he'll overtake him this year. And Oscar Delp comes off at 408. I cannot wait to see him, not this season, next season without Brock Bowers. Yeah, when he's when he's the lead guy, I agree. And then hopefully Deuce Robinson, the highly recruited tight end that is still uncommitted, will be committing on April the 1st, whether he's going to play college football and where, or if he's going to the MLB. But right now, I think he's projected to go to USC as well. So hopefully he does not land in Georgia and overshadow Oscar Delp in his third season. I would absolutely hate that for the kid, as well as my shares as well. Yeah, um, 
I always look at 24-7 sports personally, and right now, Crystal Ball is leading USC. So, That's 70% to USC and 30% to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Georgia off. wouldn't be a bad shout either. Their runs of tight ends are pretty crazy. Yeah, but got also take into account that Todd Munkin is no longer there. So maybe we could see a little less tight end usage or a little less two tight end packages. So we'll see how that goes this season. And then I took T-Mac, wide receiver, Arizona. Also named, can never fucking get it right, man, T-Torio McMillan. Yeah. I know I butchered it and I do apologize, but we call him T-Mac in the community. Tatero McMillan. That's his name, something along those lines. Yeah. But he is a beast. And then... Guy, you uh, talked about a good bit a couple weeks ago, maybe even last week, uh, running back from Kansas, Devin Neal. Yes, very good pick here in the fourth round. Then we went Adam Randall and Trevante Citizen, who will also come up during our practice reports as well. Oh, good, bad, indifferent? Oh, it's not good. I'll not say good. that, unfortunately. So 412 was bad. 412, it's, it's risky, but it is also 412. Right. Very high upside still. High risk, high reward. Yes, sir. Then you took Michael Trigg, who has been about as silent as a fucking mouse in his hole for the past year or so since he went to Ole Miss. But the talent is there, and that's a tight end position. There's a lack of that. Being it's tight end premium positional scarcity, I feel like 501 was acceptable to take another tight end. I probably could have got away with Jaheim Bell. Probably, but who knows if he'll play tight end. He's more of a... Right. He has excelled better as like a H back role as opposed to a tight end so far. Right. Then I th- I was hearing that part of the reason he went back on top of the NIL money and his brand was that he's about two hundred ten pounds. Isn't so he like six two also? Yeah. So, so for he's tight not end a, he would have been on the very small side. I was about to say he's not your prototypical tight end body structure. So. No, nope, that explains why SC used him as running back mostly. Right. Had, uh, Hence why I went Trigg because he's prototypical cool. tight end. Yeah. And I went uh, recently rising in the community, Trey Benson. He's looked great in practice so far from the highlights and everything I've seen. He's in shape, to say the least. He's a damn good-looking running back. Damn good-looking. I feel like we just talked about him last week, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Finally getting you to warm up to him. Finally. And then we got Ty Simpson, quarterback from Oregon. Well, could be the heir apparent to Bo Nix. We'll see how him and Austin Novosad battle it out next year. If Ty Simpson sticks around that long, he could also transfer. You never know. He was expected to be the starter this season, but surprisingly, Bo Nix came back. Bo came back and get some more revenge in college and be a second round pick next year in the draft. Flag. Plant it again. Then Blake Horm. Yeah, this is a bit of a fall compared to recent ones we've done. I feel mm-hmm. like he's um It's just not the new shiny toy anymore. No, in his newness or his sparkliness of coming back and the NIL money and all that's kinda of worn down because I feel like for like two drafts in a row he was uh within like five or six picks of Donovan Edwards. So yeah, again this is close. a this is a great value pick here. Then you took Another homer pick, Brandon, Brandon Ennis. Ennis. Can't say I'm surprised. Had to, man. I feel like he uh, he could be the next next big thing at wide receiver in the Debbie world. He could be. I'm hearing the same thing, but we will see. I don't 
he is not at spring practice, if I remember correctly, where he goes to high school. I believe it's American Heritage. If I'm not mistaken, they do not allow early and graduates. Early, yeah. So he is stuck, just until, like every other until, high school kid, until, until May, May, June. So yeah, won't hear anything about him until the fall, if he can uh, work his way in there. Because there are a couple of freshman receivers that are in spring practice for the Buckeyes right now. And as I covered last week, Julian Fleming and Ibuka are out for most of spring, if not all of it. So these other freshmen are getting plenty of opportunity to get in front of the coaches and show what they can do at the level, college level. It's never a bad thing. Nope. Next man up. And then I took Keon Coleman, wide receiver, Michigan State. He's he's really growing on me. He did absolutely kill Michigan last year. He's a big motherfucker. <clears throat> he is a matchup like nightmare. Six four. Yeah, he's he's a large man. And you guys should already know how we feel about them big boys. So, yeah, he's big, athletic, fast, fucking six four, two ten. He looks a lot bigger than two ten though. You say um, he's like Chase Claypool esque. I don't want to disrespect the kid like that. <laughs> but hey, Chase Claypool in college, bigger than Claypool, not as fast, but I do like him. I think he's got something. He was only a sophomore last year, so. But he's not. You don't think he's Julio Jones esque? No, 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 no. I don't think anybody is. Julio Jones ran like a fucking horse. Yeah, he was. He was one of a kind. Him and AJ Green. Yeah. One of a one of a kind of their own rights. Right. But after Keon Coleman, you took Shaz Preston. The guy you turned me on to uh, maybe a month ago. Uh, he's a transfer, right? No, he was uh, the fresh, true freshman from last year. The okay top recruited freshman out of the wide receivers. That's what you're thinking, of Malik Benson. Malik Benson, who did not get drafted. I got gotcha. you. Yep, Shad Preston, another Alabama guy. This kind of figured somebody's got a hit. So, but I went back to the freshman quarterback well with Oklahoma's quarterback Jackson Arnold. I didn't um, really like him too too much, but now watching more of his film. I'm starting to like him a lot more. Their quarterback, more about from, him. their quarterback from last year transferred, right? Dylan Gabriel? Yeah, or is he still there? I believe he's still there. Nick Evers transferred. That's what that's it was. Nick Evers about. transferred. Sorry, I'm getting everybody confused. Lots um, of names. Lots of names. It is. It is. Then you took... Good old Joe, Joe Milton. Milton. Mm-hmm. I took a surprise pick, probably to you. Probably wonder who the fuck that is. Uh, Bucky Irving, a.k.a. Marquis Irving. Running back for Oregon. He is uh, rising here lately. A hot name in the community. Transfer from Minnesota. The backfield's going to be his this year. I love him. What uh, what year is he? He is a junior, I believe. Possibly oh, okay. a so, fourth-year senior. So he could potentially leave after this year. Yes, he is 24 So it eligible. could be like a Jameer Gibbs situation. Yeah. Yeah, 5'10", about 200 pounds. Had a pretty good last season last year. A little over a thousand yards, five touchdowns. Was he was uh, Muhammad Ibrahim the lead back last year though? He was in Oregon last year. He was in Minnesota his freshman year and had seven hundred oh, okay. yards and four okay. touchdowns. I miss I was misconstrued then. So he was one of the main running backs after Mo tore a ruptured his Achilles against Ohio State. I gotcha. So he got lots of shines and true freshmen. Mo came back. I say the Trayson Potts came back. The name sounds familiar, but I'm not. It's not clicking a bell. Yep, well, he's very talented. He 
He showed it in Minnesota, and with everyone coming back, he said, nope, I'm not sitting for a year after what happened. After getting all that run as a freshman, went to Oregon, got some good run, and he'll get even more this year. Gotcha. So that's somebody that we will see rise up the boards. He's a true junior. Somebody to look at for me, then. Absolutely. And then you took... Nico Lamaliba. Is that how you say his last name? I think so. I butcher it every time it's on here. I gotta get some kind of Google Translate to tell me how to say his name. He's a. Uh, where's he going? Tennessee. Tennessee. That's it. Very uh, skinny man. He's six six, two hundred pounds. I know that. Yes, he's uh, a very slender, two hundred pounds. Yeah, but he's a. He'll be a, a true freshman. Obviously, I think he puts on some weight. Um, Let's hope. Yeah. I think he was the second rated. Second highest QB recruit, according to 24-7 Sports. Um, haven't looked at a whole lot of film, but um, going to Tennessee, yeah, I think yeah. he was overall prospect like five. It's, it's very good. It's hard not to take a shot on him here. But he's a perfect fit for this offense. Yes. Perfect, except for his weight, which he's going to put on weight one way or another. That's the that's biggest fixable. knock on him. That's fixable. 200 pounds, I mean, that's fixable. You're talking, I mean, if just comparatively speaking, Anthony Richardson, 6'4", 248. This guy's 6'6", 200 pounds. It's, it, I, I think skinny. it'd be... If you look at him, you probably wouldn't think he's 200 pounds. He looks skinnier than 200. He does. But that's because he's 6'6". Six, six. That's a big motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the be, one that kicked off the whole huge NIL deals. He was the high school senior that was rumored to have the $8 million NIL deal in place. NIL oh, okay. deal in place. I gotcha. So, which seems to be true. So, he is making bank. I can't blame the kid. Um, he's got to sit behind our boy, was it Joe. Joe Milton this year. One year. So, not bad. Maybe he can learn some of the ropes, put on some weight. We'll see uh, what he weighs in next year. That's what I'd be. Like you said, the only knock on him that I've noticed so far is he just needs to put on weight. If he can put on like 50 pounds. 50? You mean 15? He's 200 pounds. I know. With 50, you want to be go from 200 to 250? What, are we making a fullback? 6'6", 250, man. That's Cam I, Newton. I just, I just said Anthony Richardson was 6'4", 248. I know. That means a brick shit house. If this kid... Okay, okay. Maybe 50 is much. He, if he could put on 25 pounds, I would feel a lot better. Yeah. He might be uh, dragging his concrete feet put on that much weight. I don't know but about he, that. He's got to put on some weight. He's... 200, no pounds, 200 pounds at 6'6 six, six is, is, is not too, cut in too light. No, not at all. Well, we end this five-round mock with wide receiver Chris Marshall from that transfer to Ole Miss. Once again, another player that seems to be a perfect fit for their <laughs> offense. Highly recruited player going to Texas A&M and transferred. Very high on my list. He just didn't show well with Texas A&M and transferred, so... He's pretty low on people's boards right now. Are we, have we talked about him too before? We I have, like. yes. Yeah. So I was uh, just I was just looking up Josh Allen's weight for shits and giggles. Josh Allen six five two thirty eight. He so, looks more than two thirty eight, but no, he does. Besides the point. Patrick Mahomes six two two twenty five. And so Mahomes looks more than two twenty five too. Right, but point well, being, thick. if this kid could be at least two twenty five, I would feel a lot more confident in him. Oh, yeah. Being able to absorb hits and the like um, at this level. I mean, it's completely not even talking about the NFL level. We'll have to put another 15 pounds getting the NFL. Absolutely. 
that'll round out our mock draft. So lots of new names that we haven't really spoke about on the show before. Again, we did go two round deeper, two rounds deeper than normal. Five rounds is what we're going to do from now on. Just hopefully we'll be able to get through all five rounds on the show. Yeah, um, I'll say probably in the in the future. You know, every month when we do this, the first three rounds will be pretty standard, but the fourth and fifth. I mean, they're all pretty much dart throws at that point, anyways. Yeah, that I, I think that'll be guys or, that'll be to me where a lot of the influx and differences come. Yeah, those would probably be our young guys and freshmen and the hot names and at the time and late all rising upperclassmen. Yeah, but that'll wrap up the mock portion. We'll go ahead and get to some practice notes that I've come across this past week. We'll start off down in Tallahassee with Florida State. Uh, Trey Benson talked about earlier. He's been a standout of practice. Looks like a stud. That he is. Uh, Jordan Travis, Johnny Wilson have a great connection. It seems like the deep ball is really clicking for Jordan Travis right now. And Johnny Wilson, 6'5", <laughs> 6'6". Six, six, six. Reminds me of Mike Evans, a little bit taller. So he can really go up and get the ball. And then some interesting reports out of Oregon State. Uh, DJU played better than he did previously. But still running with the twos and throwing interceptions. Inaccurate but is playing better. Uh, true freshman Aiden Childs, he's been running with the threes, but he's been just dominating the threes. I wouldn't be surprised if Aiden Childs makes an appearance starting a game or two or in relief duty and runs away with the job. I'm really high on him as well. DJU just keeps DJU in it. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but maybe it is spring ball, spring practice. Maybe he'll turn it around. It just we'll sucks see. to see the the titanic of Debbie quarterbacks that DJU is on. Or really, a few from that same class, Spencer Rattler, too. Mm-hmm. Then we go back down to Florida, Miami. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke looks good. Looks like Tyler Van Dyke before the injury. He supposedly says his shoulder is at 99%, so he's pretty much back to full health and all go now. He was a Debbie darling before he just fell off the face of the earth and wasn't playing well and got injured. So maybe we'll have another quarterback to throw in the mix for 2024. And then, like I said earlier, Trevante Citizen, he is out for the spring. He had a setback with a knee injury suffered last year. He had a setback in December, which obviously was not playing or anything at that time, so that's really not a good sign for him to suffer a setback at that point in time. And still dealing with it, so he's out is, for the spring. Is it a, like, when they say just a knee injury? That's all they say. So, no, so we don't know. Nope. Just yeah. thumbs up with his knee, and he can't go right now. So, it could be. Hopefully, he'll be back for It could be a partial tear of an MCL, ACL, LCL. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, with college and they don't have to disclose that. They don't tell shit, and they, they usually don't. Good old John Harbaugh. Yeah, and then we'll shoot off the coast to Clemson. Uh, freshman quarterback, Chris Vizzing. I know I messed up his name. Christopher Vizzing, Viziana. I think it's Viziana. But freshman, he looked a lot better than last week. He did not play very well the first week. He didn't look like the highly touted recruit. But per the offensive coordinator, Garrett Riley, he said the kid's fun to watch well poised and there's a lot to love about his game 
So very positive coach speak from the offensive coordinator that he is playing better. You said this was a Clemson? Clemson. Didn't we hear the same shit from DJU being the only guy that can make Trevor Lawrence look human? We heard that from Dabo. Ah, okay, okay. But from the same camp. Same camp. This new offense coordinator, though, so maybe there's something there. But, of course, he's about to push out Kate Klubnik. Right. I don't see that happening right now, at least. And then we'll go out west to USC for our last team this week. Uh, The freshman, Zachary Branch, is really impressing the wide receiver. He could possibly see some early playing time. Wouldn't really be surprising. They're going to have some blowouts early. Might as well get him on the field and see what he can do. Absolutely. Then back to Malachi Nelson. I guess he is being compared to Randall Cunningham in college eternally by coaches and people in the program. I didn't think Randall Cunningham was all that athletic like Malachi Nelson is. But could be wrong. It's before our time. I don't think of Randall Cunningham as, yeah, I don't think that way either. So really, uh, say an odd comparison to say the least. Yeah. But that's maybe just they're what, just talking about his arm. That's just what they're saying now, so maybe there's something there, maybe there's not. And uh, he has supposedly been attached to Caleb Williams' hip. So soaking absolutely everything Caleb has to offer, just up his ass where he should be. That's not Learning a bad what thing. He can. I mean, nope. I'm sure Caleb Williams has a, a lot to offer, you know, pick, letting him pick his brain and all that, but there's there's some things that you can't teach, and a lot of it Caleb Williams has. So. Mm-hmm. Malachi does have some of the same traits, so it's a really good pairing, I think. Yeah. So that Roomies. Oh, man. <laughs> so that's all practice notes I could come across this week. Again, with spring ball and then, uh, most spring breaks coming up this upcoming week, not everybody's open practice just yet. Yeah, or hell, sure. most of these teams aren't even in pads yet. Right. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have uh, a good bit more next week when teams do open up. I guess depending on when we record. I know that I was looking for some uh, some notes this week, and I wasn't coming across a whole hell of a lot different than what you have. So There's not much out there. Limited teams, especially when we're talking Debbie specifically. You know, it's not like we got the whole Big Ten out there or the SEC or anything like that. Well, and so. some of it, like you said, it's it's not always Debbie darlings that coaches are talking about. You know, all offensive line looks good. And, this defensive guy is showing out, you know, the whole nine yards. It's not always – not saying that we don't care about him, but for Debbie purposes, we don't care about him. Unfortunately. Well, that's all I've got for this week. You know, next week we'll think of a new topic to go over with you guys and see what other information we can find. You know, like I said, unfortunately, with spring break coming up next week, probably won't hear too much news. So we'll think of a topic, maybe do a ranking show, play a little game, this or that. Something along those lines to get some entertainment out there again with the Debbie side. And we'll come up with something. Can never talk enough Debbie. It's it's my favorite show personally that we do. Because <clears throat> there's, uh, to me, so many different outlooks on different things because we don't know what... Basically these are investment pieces and we don't know what they're going to be worth. And we're taking our dart throw shots at some of these not as well-known guys. <clears throat> so to me, it's a little more interesting than NFL and known commodities. That's I think that's why I like Debbie more. I can agree with that. I do like doing more, more research. Not everyone has the same information out there. Not everyone's aware of all the player situations, things like that. So I 
I really do love the Debbie side of it. I know that, um, film breakdown for these guys is a lot more fun. I mean, for the most part, when these guys go in the NFL, you already know what they're good at and not good at. Yeah, this is true. So, so next week we'll come up with something fun to do. Get some more, maybe get some more names out there that we haven't really talked about. We'll see. But that'll do it for this week's Debbie episode of the Gridiron Fantasy Show. Again, we are your host, Paul Edgington, co-host Derek Cook. Again, you can find us on Twitter at Gump7285, Derek underscore Cook, K-O-C-H-9-3, and then the fantasy, sorry, the podcast page at Gridiron underscore F-S, and then whatever platform you're listening to, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, please, please take a couple seconds, leave us a rating review. Even if it's just a star rating, we'd love any kind of feedback you guys have. Even, like I said, if it's just clicking the star and hitting submit. But if you guys do leave a written review, whether it's a question, talking shit about us, telling us how terrible we are, praising us, whatever it is, if it's a written review, we will read it on air. Absolutely. I hope you guys uh, leave some questions or talk shit about us. It'll make me smile one way or another. Questions, shit talking, whatever, hit us up on Twitter. If you got a, a Debbie question, feel free to ask it. You'll get a response from us. We could also talk it out on the show as well. Hey, you could even send us a you know, trade question. I mean, literally anything. I'm down to answer anybody. Uh, same thing we talked about in the beginning of the show. If you have any podcast hosting sites, also let us know. Um, don't leave that in the review, though. You know, tweet at us or send us a direct message, something. But you know, um, feel free to interact. Absolutely, we love we love the game of football. We love the game of fantasy football, and even more so, college and Debbie side. So always down to shoot the shit and talk some ball. I shoot the shit when it comes to college football all day. So absolutely, maybe one day we'll get to the point we can open up a Discord or something along those lines and. Get a little community going, just shooting the breeze and talking football. Hint, hint, wink, wink. But that'll do it for this week's episode. Hopefully you guys have a good weekend, and we'll see you again next week. See ya. Thanks for tuning in.